pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome back to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here again with Chief Justice 06, Will Priester. How's it going over there, my man? Man, it's going fine. It was my wedding anniversary today, so me and my wife went out and had a had a day on the town. Uh, one of our good friends kept the kids for us, so yeah, it was a great day, man. Got a chance to uh, watch a movie there, watched, uh, went to see Uncle Drew, and went and had a nice dinner and then picked the kids up. So yeah, it's been a good day, man. Nice man. Sounds like a sounds like a definitely a, a fun time. Uh, yeah, I had a little barbecue tonight, so that was a good time. I had live music, good food, had a really good time. Watch baseball, hang out at the beach. So very very good day overall. Uh, hopefully you guys had a good day too in DFS as well. We're back to talk some DFS. Uh, well, I don't know how much you played yesterday, but uh, you know, I it was one of those days where I was on some of the right stuff, but it just all didn't work out properly for me. So uh, you know, some stuff was good, some was bad. But hopefully tomorrow we can uh, get it all together. What about you? Yeah, same here, man. Yeah, let's let's get it rolling and see if we can move on and see what we can put together for this slate. All right, sounds good to me. Let's dive right in. And again, this is this is an 11-game slate. We'll talk FanDuel and DraftKings here for you guys. It's all on the same slate. It's not mixed like it is on other days with cores and the Texas how it's been. And so we got 11 games on each uh, FanDuel and DraftKings to talk about here. And uh, one thing to note, note about this slate is uh, it's not like the pitching slate we had yesterday. We just, uh, you know, we're not getting all these aces again multiplying. Uh, a lot of the aces played yesterday, and it's really ugly tomorrow, Will. Would you agree with that on the pitching side of the ball? Oh, my goodness. I'm looking over this slate and you know almost everybody I'm considering seems to be uh, a cheap pitcher so yeah that that tells you kind of the direction we're going to be in today yeah, 100%. Uh, might be a day I don't play a lot of cash games. We'll have to see, though, as we dive uh, in a little bit more. It's when I'm thinking of maybe just uh, looking at tournaments mainly uh, because of the pitching. I just don't feel too comfortable with these options. But let's dive right in and talk about it. First game up, well, we got the New York Yankees, Toronto Blue Jays, 9.5 total. And we have Domingo German against Ryan Baruki. Uh, I believe that's how you say that one. But, uh, yeah, this is a battle of, uh, you know, Two teams that I, I think that are not going to have too much interest in these pitchers, but the hitters you have to have interest in a nine and a half total. Uh, what are you kind of thinking about in this game? Bro? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this is going to be a game where we just kind of look at the bats. Uh, I don't want to think I want. Don't think I want to take too many chances on the pitchers. Although on this slate, I do think Domingo German should have some tournament consideration, especially at a depressed price of six six point six k on Fanduel. Uh, I just think he's a great investment on this particular slate with the bad pitching on FanDuel. On DraftKings, he would be a stay away from me. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's more of a FanDuel play for me. And I am worried. And normally if it was like any other slate, I'd be like, yeah, Domingo German against the Blue Jays. I think this could be interesting. But my worry is they kind of, I mean, they didn't rough up Severino, but they gave him some fits. And uh, Blue Jays offense has just been swinging a little bit better bat. So I'm 
kind of worried on from that perspective. I think it's more of a Fanduel's play specifically because of the price at six point six compared to DraftKings at eight point five k. Um, so let's talk about Baruki a little bit. Uh, he's going against uh, you know the Yankees five point eight one eight total. They roughed up Jay Happ. What do you think about uh, you know this Yankees offense there? They're just going to absolutely dominate. Yeah, I mean you look up and down this offense. They've got power everywhere. Uh, and the ISO numbers seem to be lining up. Hicks, Judge, Stanton, Andahar, all these guys are above 200. Stanton just, man, his ISO against right-handed pitching is 414. Uh, so I just think he's a phenomenal play uh, on this slate. I, you know, young pitchers, I like to see where they're at first before I invest in them. So I buy in on the Yankees offense before I bought into this pitcher. Yeah, and sure, it's not in Yankee Stadium. Uh, obviously, it's not the uh, it's a fine ballpark. It's not obviously the Yankees one where it's uh, you know going to be dominant for hitters. But I still think this is a good spot for Yankees bats. You got to look at some of these guys: Judge, Stanton, and Newhar. If he's at the five hole again, that'll be nice. Drury could be an interesting value. Hicks obviously has been crushing the ball. This whole lineup up and down is phenomenal. Uh, a phenomenal play to get in tournaments, stacks. Just uh, Yankees bats are really interesting. I know we talked about German a little bit, and you know having a little bit of tournament interest. What about these Blue Jays bats? Are there any guys that really uh, pop? off the page for you i think like a granderson at 2.8 has a really nice price that i'd consider but i don't know i'm kind of like not going too crazy with blue jays bats what about you yeah i don't think i'll go too crazy either um you know i, I don't know how many blue jays i'm going to have I, I just think there are going to be some other spots that i think i would i would prefer to target um a little bit more and so i think that's kind of going to be my approach this, this may be a stay away game for me most of it um i don't mind granderson but i think most of these bats, I'm going to stay alive. I've got some other spots I'd rather attack. Yeah, I think I agree with that with the Blue Jays side. Let's move on to the next one then and kind of go uh, and talk about a pitcher that's been really interesting uh, so far. Uh, so we got the Oakland A's. We got the Cleveland Indians. We got Brett Anderson against Shane Bieber. And uh, the guy I really want to talk about is Bieber here. Uh, the question is for you, Will. Uh, after looking at the numbers that he's put up, he's got an exit of 3.69, K percentage of 22.5%, walk rate of 4%. Sure, uh, you know, it's the small sample size. Against lefties, at 70 at-bats. Against righties, at 60. And he's done a pretty pretty decent job. Sure, he's had his struggles against his lefties with a Woba of 4.41. I saw a 2.66. Against righties, has done pretty well, 2.27 and uh, 0.017, which is not going to continue as an ISO against a righty. So uh, overall, will you look at Bieber here against this A's team? Do you got Bieber fever? Any interest in it? Yeah, I mean, I think I have to have some interest. Uh, I've got another guy that I think I'm going to invest in tomorrow, despite public opinion. But uh, you know, I think you have to have some interest in him considering the slate, uh, especially on a two-pitcher site like DraftKings. Uh, I think he's a little bit expensive at 9700 uh, but I wouldn't blame you for playing him tomorrow. Uh, me personally, I'd much rather just go to Dallas Keuchel at 9200 maybe uh, or Sean Newcomb at 8700 who I think has a little bit more uh, uh, what I would consider safety based on the track record. But, you know, look, he's flashed some upside. And so, you know, we get the bad Oakland A's tomorrow that possibly strike out five or six times, then I think you you could invest in him. So I'm not totally off of Bieber. I've just got some guys that are a little bit cheaper that I want to invest in. But I think he's a, an okay play tomorrow. 
Yeah, he's a guy I kind of just think I like the idea of getting a percentage of. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, but he's not one of my core like pitchers that I'm really targeting. I think he's fine, but uh, it's just tough. Uh, I'm just, I feel like it's not. He's this is the the stats he has right now is just not what he is. So I'm a little worried about it. Uh, let's talk on the opposite side, man. Brett Anderson. He's a guy that I definitely think that we can look to target a little bit here because hey, they're going up against the Indians. Uh, you know, I was hoping for more runs against the Indians today, but uh, Brett Anderson's a guy. He doesn't strike out a ton. The guy's 11.1. K percentage, walk rates at 8.3, x at 4.76. Sure, he's a ground ball guy, but man, he struggled against righties, uh, you know, giving up a Woba 455 and an ISO at 280. This just seems like a spot, man, where uh, we have to like some Indians bats. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, man, he's even struggling against lefties. When I'm looking at the left side of the plate, fly balls at 41.7, hard hit is at 54.2. Uh, you know, he, he's kind of struggling from both sides of the plate here, so. You know, I de- like I said, the Indians are at home. I don't want to overdo it, uh, but I, you know, I've said this before. Indians at home, just go ahead and try to pick and choose your bats from that game. Full stacks are always in play uh, when the Indians are at home, and I think you just start with Lindor, Jose Ramirez, and then kind of round it out from there. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, like I just think one guy that I'm going to be all over tomorrow. I think it's like I'm calling the guaranteed home run. The Parrot's going for a ride tomorrow. I just think it's obvious. You look at the plate IQ here and kind of dive right in. Uh, look at where Brett Aronson throws his pitches. Uh, he throws a lot of pitches in the bottom left zone and then the uh, you know the bottom middle or not bottom middle. Yeah, I said bottom middle of the zone, and that's where Edwin Carrasco crushes the ball. Four eighty eight uh, there, and then three thirty eight. It's against a lefty. He should absolutely crush. And then you look, uh, you know, Anderson. He throws a ton of fastballs, right? Well, not a ton, but twenty two percent of the time. And Edwin Carrasco absolutely crushes. That that basketball. I just think this is a spot where we really have to, you know, look at Edwin Encarnacion. On top of that, he does pretty well against the slider, too. He has the second highest ISO against him, and that's his pitch that he throws 30% of the time. Uh, I'll just throw up his uh, other pitch, one of the last pitches, and see. Yeah, I mean, he hits that pretty well, too. Uh, so, all in all, yeah, the fastball sinker. All in all, like, Edwin Encarnacion, from everything I've looked at, you know, when you ha- get a guy like a ground ball pitcher that throws things down in the zone like that, that's a guy that profiles really well against him. So, uh, I think the Parrot's going for a ride tomorrow. I like Edwin Encarnacion a lot. He's one of my favorite Indians bats. Of course, Lindor, Brantley, Jose Ramirez, Alonzo for cheap. They're obviously really good options, but just want to note about how Encarnacion is probably one of my favorite Indians tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, any time you can get him against a lefty, I think he's always a wise investment. Yeah, for sure. Anything else you want to talk about in this game, Will, uh, or you want to move on to the next one? No, I think we can move on. All right, let's talk about this next one. And this is a game, again, like, ah, it's just not that appealing. It looks like it is with the nine total, but it's the Texas Rangers and the Detroit Tigers. Um, you know, Austin Bibbins, Dirks, and uh, Michael Fulmer going against each other here. And I think the one side of the ball that I want to have interest in is I see Austin Bibbins, Dirks, right? And I'm like, okay, give me the Tigers. But I talked about it yesterday, Will. I like the Tigers more against lefties. Against righties, it's kind of a struggle for me to want to roster them. Uh, and obviously, you know, it worked out a little bit today here. Uh, Cole Hamels got roughed up. But um, what are you kind of doing here against Bibbins, Dirks? who's not a good pitcher going against a Tigers team that isn't really that good against right-handed pitching? Uh, well, you know, I actually think this could be a fairly low-scoring game tomorrow, uh, despite the Vegas tournament. Look, you know, obviously we could, we could be wrong, guys, but just looking at the analysis here, uh, I don't I don't like Austin Bivens' dirks at all, uh, but, you know, I, I think he could possibly in this particular matchup do just enough to limit the damage. And so, uh, in fact, you know, and I'm really in love with uh, Mr. Michael Fulmer tomorrow. I think he's got uh, a pretty good chance to uh, to put up, let, let's say, around 20 to 22 DK points, and let's say maybe around 38 to 40 
uh, FanDuel points, 41, maybe somewhere in that area. And I think that's enough on this slate. I don't see anyone that I feel like is going to run away with it. So I think especially on DraftKings that uh, looks like Fulmer 7K and then on FanDuel, I think he's around maybe 7,100 or so or something like that. I just think Michael Fulmer is a phenomenal play, 7,300 on FanDuel. I think Fulmer's a phenomenal play tomorrow on this slate that's kind of starving for pitching. Yeah, I could see it. It's just, you're right, the slate is starving for pitching, right? I don't feel comfortable talking about him. I want to talk about all the aces we talked about today. That's really what I really want to do. I think you can get away with it with Fulmer. Uh, you know, we know the Ranger strike can strike out a ton, but this is one of the sides of the plates where, you know, when I get all those lefties, like the Chu, Mazzaras, Odors, um, Gallows, all those guys, Profar, like against Fulmer, that seems like a spot where they could obviously have some success, but um I'm kind of with you. Like I'm not as interested in this game as maybe other people might be. Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to kind of, I think, keep my ownership a little bit lower on this one, but I do think there's some decent value throughout. Uh, FanDuel Texas just keeps, you know, on FanDuel Texas just has these guys way too cheap always. Like Nazar's 3.1, Beltray 2.9, Odor 3K, Gallo 3K, Chu 3.5. Those are all really nice discounts. I understand stacking them up from that perspective. And there's some decent value throughout the uh, lineup here with the Tigers that you can obviously look at as well. Um, anything else you want to really discuss in this game, Will, or you want to go on to the next? No, I think we can go on to the next one. All right, next one up, we got the Tampa Bay Rays, the New York Mets. This is a seven and a half total with Nathan Yavaldi against Chris Flexen. And I don't know if you remember Chris Flexen last year, Will, but I'm having nightmares thinking about what, what happened. He was one of those guys, uh, you know, we played because I think he was super cheap. I can't remember, like, the day, but I just remember having bad memories from Chris, Chris Flexen. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I remember this specifically, and I attacked Chris Flexen that day. He actually, his first start, if I'm not mistaken – was against the San Diego Padres. And I remember loading up Padres that day because I saw some of his uh, his uh, minor league numbers. I said, man, I think this guy's going to get beat up. And I think I played some Padres that day and had a really good night. So uh, with that being a precursor, I really like these Tampa Bay Rays to, on this slate here. Yeah, I think it was in San Diego, too, and, like, the family was there. I think it was, like, the one-time narrative streets ever lost. Uh, it was, like, the one L we've taken. It was just Chris Flexen. Uh, we, we jumped on it. He was chalkier than he probably should have been. But um, it was, like, an ugly pitching slate. Like, it was all the stars aligned. Uh, and everyone knew he wasn't that great, but they were saying, hey, dude, he's got the name Flexen in his name. He's got to be able to do something against this terrible Padres team. But um, that just, uh, yeah, all in all, this is a guy that, I remember having bad memories with. I think the Rays could kind of be interesting tomorrow. We've seen them have like random, like just blow up spots. And I think this could be one where we see like for cheap, go to like a Kiermaier, Bowers, throw in like a Wilson Ramos. Do a little mini stack of these guys up. I think that you can have a lot of success with that tomorrow. Again, not like, you know, one of the greatest spots to stack up in the slate, but I think you can pick some of these guys here and there and you can have some uh, real good success for some value plays on the Rays side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and that's really what I'm looking for there. You know, tomorrow's probably going to be a day where we, we just really load up on the bats and so you know you may want to take a few cheap one-offs and I think you know Tampa Bay is a spot we can go like you said like a Kermeyer uh, Bowers maybe a Ramos I don't typically play Joey Wendell um, so you know I don't know if I play him but maybe the top four in this lineup for some guys that you can kind of look at uh, just to round out your round out your stacks if you need some fillers so uh, definitely like this lineup. And I also think Nathan Eovaldi may be in play here. I know it's not a lefty against the Mets. And, you know, uh, shout out to Mr. Snell. He was my favorite play on the play yesterday, even though I didn't, didn't play it. And, uh, you know, I just think, you know, I think Eovaldi's got limited upside, but I think it's enough on this slate. 
to get you there. Like I said, I think 35 to 40 points from your pitcher on FanDuel uh, is going to be great tomorrow. Maybe, you know, 17 to 20 on DraftKings in both spots. So I think Eovaldi's got enough upside to carry, you know, carry a team and not burn you tomorrow. Yeah, he's 6'8 on FanDuel, 8K on DraftKings. I think Evaldi is perfectly fine, a guy that you can uh, definitely take some shots on. If I'm making, you know, my, my GPP, uh, you know, pitching lineups, uh, I think I'm going to get some exposure to him. I think I'm going to try my best to be a little bit overweight. Maybe not crazy overweight, but I like him. I uh, agree with all the takes you had there. Mets lineup is not one that I like a ton. If I wanted to take, like, a Nemo and a Conforo as a one-off, sure, that's always fine against the righty, but I'm not going crazy with the Mets bats here. Uh, you want to move on to the next one? Yeah, yeah, we can move on. All right, well, talk to me about this next one. Philadelphia Phillies, Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, and this is a game where Zach Eflin, you might see him. I don't know if he's still on the page for you guys. Right now I see him on FanDuel, but it's not him in there. He's got moved to uh, pitching against the Mets on Monday, so we're not worrying about him. We got Andrew Anderson against Nick Kingham. And uh, before we get to Anderson, let's talk about Nick Kingham a little bit because he's a guy that uh, you know came in, started playing pretty well, uh, you know had some really good success, and I was kind of confused saying, there's no way he's this good of a pitcher. And surely enough, he regressed a little bit. Um, but we get – Kingdom in a matchup against the Phillies where whenever we see Phillies against right-handers, we say, hey, there's a ton of K upside there. So, Will, what are we doing with Kingdom? Is there enough K upside for you to roster him? Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's got to be in consideration tomorrow considering the slate, uh, considering the pricing. I mean, he's 7400 uh, So, I definitely think he's in consideration because we know he has uh, the upside to help us on a slate. Uh, you know, his recent game log – isn't going to look as great, but, you know, and I'm, you know, like, like I was talking about, I'm primarily a fan dude player. You know, if I knew I was going to get 32 points out of him tomorrow, would I feel okay with that on this slate? Uh, I almost feel like I would be because of how this slate is breaking down, but just his recent training hasn't been pitching as well. I still think there are some other guys that I would take over him, like Michael Fulmer at 7,300 or Tanner Roark at 7,200. Um, so, you know, those are guys that I think I'm going to look at. Maybe even Jake Odorizzi at 7K on FanDuel. So they're just other guys, I think, around that same price range. And then Sean Newcomb at 7,700, who we'll get to later. They're just other guys in the price range that I'd rather invest in. So uh, I, I don't, I won't fault you for playing King, but I'm not going to have any shares tomorrow. Yeah, I feel kind of the same. I don't really love this. Uh, sure, the ballpark upgrade is nice. If you want to take a shot, I, like you kind of said, I wouldn't fault you on it, but it's just something I don't think I'm going to be doing either tomorrow. Um, let's talk about on the upside, Andrew Anderson. Uh, any interest in him or any Pirates bats? I don't know too much about him. I kind of looked at the numbers, like Sierra was at five in the Myers. just doesn't seem like that great of a pitcher k through nine uh didn't look too bad but uh overall i don't really think i like anderson too much i haven't really been able to find him on the sites too i didn't see him on fanduel or drafting so i don't think we can even roster him tomorrow unless i was like having trouble finding him but what do you kind of think of anderson versus the pirates yeah um i mean i think it's the, the same scenarios we were in yesterday i think i'd be investing in some pirates lefties here uh like you said you know you're looking at some of his minor stuff um you know, ERA at 4.15, uh, XFIP at a 4.12, um, you know, Caper 9 at 7.1. Uh, you know, he, he's he's, a, he's pretty much a fly ball pitcher. Uh, so I don't – I just don't think I want to invest in him. Uh, I, I'd just rather invest in the Pirates offense if I was going to do anything in this game. Yeah, this actually feels like a solid, like, maybe just – 
I don't know if it's a cross-off game, but maybe just invest in like slight value. Like I get on the pirate side, um, and you look at some of these value, but just not a game I absolutely love too much. But uh, I do think there is some value on each side that you could obviously look at. You know, uh, Josh Bell, if he's leading off again, a Colin Moran, Polanco, some of those guys have some decent price tags around the industry. Uh, anyone on the Philly side, really want to talk about the bats over there. Is there anyone that kind of gets you excited uh, to roster against King? Well, I mean, on FanDuel, you know, Philly's starting to come up because they're starting to score some runs again. Uh, but I, mean, I think you definitely got to consider Reese Hoskins. He's always a candidate to, you know, have a multiple home run game. Same, the same thing goes for Dubo Herrera. Uh, so that's what I think I'd be doing this game, probably going home run hunting. Um, I don't think this is the spot where I would I would prefer to stack. I think I'd stay away from the stack and maybe take two or three guys or something like that. But I wouldn't go crazy with this game. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. Uh, let's go on to the next one. Miami Marlins, Washington Nationals. This is a nine total here. And we got Trevor Richards against Tanner Rourke. And I hope I'm not bringing up bad memories for you with what happened with Max Scherzer. But we got Tanner Rourke on the opposite side, Will. And I know Scherzer wasn't that great against the Marlins today. But uh, you know how baseball works now. Tanner Rourke, we were talking about it before we got on here. Now he's actually gonna, absolutely going to pitch a gem because Scherzer was supposed to. It's going to be total uh, Freaky Friday switch type thing here. So what's your take on Rourke today? Do you like him against the Marlins? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Tanner Rourke has got to be in consideration as one of the favorites, especially with, you know, everyone. Look, people are starting to call Miami a pesky team, and I'm not saying Miami is a bad team, but it's baseball, guys. We already know how this is going to go. Tanner Rourke's going to come out tomorrow, and he's probably going to throw a gem. And I, I think that's definitely within the range of outcomes against this team. Um and, and so I just think Tanner Rourke has to be in consideration here. He has been pitching as well, uh, in my opinion, this year as he as he did last year, just from the eyeball test. This isn't the numbers, not just the eyeball test. Uh, but I still think, you know, he's got enough talent uh, to get through this lineup tomorrow on a Sunday that may even be a little worse than usual. So um, I think I'd have some interest in him. I, I think he's a fairly safe play. You know, I think you can pencil him in for, you know, kind of the same range, 35 to 40, FanDuel points and maybe, you know, 17 to 20 draft games points. Well, the case to be made for Rourke is, like, this is the perfect slate for him, right? It slates when the pitching is really ugly and you feel like you can just get away with it. I mean, the price on DraftKings is 8.1K, 7.2K on FanDuel, and he's definitely been better this season. I know the Marlins can obviously be pesky at times, but I do think this is a spot where we have to consider Rourke. I'm going to put him in the player pool, totally considering him, uh, but not in love with the guy. I think he's fine. He's a good play, but I'll probably be uh, probably be a little overweight on him. Uh, let's talk about the uh, national side of the ball now against Trevor Richards. Uh, again, this is a team they, uh, you know, have a really potent offense, and they're going against a guy like Trevor Richards here, uh, 5.17 total. Vegas likes him well. What about you? Yeah, um, I mean, the Nationals are starting to roll. It's just, you know, will they roll when you expect it? And it seems like every day they're just, you know, you're a day late and a dollar short, at least for at least for some of us anyway. Um, it looks like they had a pretty good game tonight. And so, you know, can they do a repeat performance tomorrow? It sure looks like they should against Trevor Richards, but uh, this offense has been really up and down. This isn't the this isn't the Boston Red Sox where you can, you know, count on them to demolish a, a middle of the road pitcher. Uh, you're really not sure with this team. You think they're going to show up and then they evaporate out of thin air. Um, and so, you know, when I'm taking when I've got a team that's really inconsistent, and I'm thinking they're going to be pretty chalky tomorrow. This is purely tournament talk, guys. Are the, are the Nationals in a good spot? Yes. Uh, 
I, I think I may be fading this team tomorrow because of that inconsistency and because of the elevated ownership. Now, look, if tomorrow comes around and we think they aren't going to be chalky, that's a totally different story. Um, but if they're if they're going to be chalky, I think I'll fade this team tomorrow and find offense elsewhere. There's plenty of it out there. Yeah, I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, I don't know. There's just another offense I think I'm a little more interested in. I just don't know if I'll end up paying for these bats. And I don't think they'll end up you know, going chalky. So I think other guys will go on uh, another team that we'll talk about. Um, so anything else in this game, Will, or you want to move on to the next one? No, I think we can move on. Yeah, and uh, the reason why is I want to speak about teams that are rolling because uh, you talked about that before. Here's one that's rolling right now. It's the Houston Astros. They're going up against the Chicago White Sox. They get Lucas Giolito. This just seems like a dream spot right now. Uh, Giolito has definitely had his struggles this season, and you get this Astros lineup who's been hitting the ball pretty well. They had over 10-plus runs today. I think this is a spot where we have to have some interest in some Astro bats. So uh, talk about the bats and the Astros against Giolito. This is a spot where you want to be jamming them in. Yeah, I mean, this this is another spot where, you know, the, the Astros are starting to turn a corner here and they're actually starting to play pretty well at home. Now, listen, they've got – they've run into, run into some bad pitching here. And that's the thing, guys. You know, bad pitching, uh, guys are going to score runs. And so, yeah, I definitely think you have to have some interest in the Astros. This still isn't my favorite spot of the day. My favorite spot will be coming up here shortly. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think you have to have some interest. Um in, in pretty much the entire lineup. We have to see how it comes out. It is a Sunday. Maybe, maybe some guys sit that we don't expect. Um, but for sure, I think you have to have some interest. And then, in fact, uh, Dallas Keuchel is probably the, 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 you know, the, the safest pitcher, pitcher on this slate tomorrow. Uh, it's just do you want to spend that uh, hefty price tag? They've got him priced up like he's going to really, really demolish the White Sox. He could, but at 9.6K on FanDuel and then, uh, on DraftKings, I think they've got him. Uh, well, they've got him at ninety two hundred. So I think that's a very fair price there. Uh, Dallas Keuchel is probably the best pitcher on this slate, and he's someone I want to at least consider and see if I can fit in with some bats. Yeah, I mean, before we move on and talk about Keiko, I think he is one of the best options. But let me just read you his stats on Giolito: six point five eight xFIP. Well. K percentage of 13%, walk percentage of 13%. I mean, this is just a disaster waiting to happen. Uh, I still think that hard contact is going to take a corner uh, for this guy. And I, I just, I'm going to be all over the Astros, I think, tomorrow. They're definitely a good play. I'm curious what the ownership is. That can maybe move me off them in tournaments uh, if they're just like so high owned. There's a reason to, right? If they're maybe getting them at like 25 to 30%, sure, there's a, a good argument to obviously move off them a little in tournaments. But we'll have to see how that all shakes up. Uh, let's talk about Keiko now a little bit, though, because I think he is one of the best options on the slate the one reason that we have some worries with Keiko is he's never really a good k upside guy sure he's a good real life pitcher but you always worry about the k upside but it is against the white Sox. but there is something else that comes into play well i do like whenever the white Sox go up against a left-handed pitcher so uh this is where i'm kind of torn this is normally a spot that i say hey the white Sox could be in play as a tournament option but uh, against Keiko, i think i'm leaning him more than the white Sox. what about you yeah yeah, same thing. I, I think I'd be on Keiko because, listen, man, his, his ground ball rate is it's just astronomical. Every year he just keeps churning out ground balls, and against the White Sox, he's going to have the strikeout upside. Uh, so, you know, typically not a guy that just rolls through the strikeouts, but in this matchup I think he's 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 got a chance to do some damage. And, uh, you know, I definitely feel like he is the safe play uh, on the slate. So if, if I'm going to spend up, I think it's going to be for him. 
um, and, and roll it from there. Yeah, great. You know, he's a minus 320 favorite. Just feels like a safe option to get that quality start, get the win. Just kind of get, you know, take your, uh, you know, take your points and run if you can. So I think he's the safe option. If I was playing cash, I think I'd end up going in, but it also depends on how my bats work out if I'm able to get everything in I want. He's 9.6K on Fandle, and then DraftKings get him at 9.2K. So pretty fair price uh, on him overall. Um, not much more to talk about in this game, Will. Uh, do you want to talk about the Astro bats a little more uh, or nothing else you want to move on to the next one? Uh, I think I'm good to go. I think I'm good. Everybody knows to play the Astros. Yeah, agreed on that. One thing I want to know is Kyle Tucker, um, you know, he's a lefty that could be like very cheap uh, putt that could be in the lineup. And that could obviously, you know, help you jam in some other bats too. So maybe get contrarian with the guy that no one knows and no one talks about. Uh, you know, those guys just go on their own all the time when they pop in the lineup and people don't know anything about him. So just wanted to uh, kind of note that for you guys if you're trying to get contrarian with your Astro stacks. Let's move on to the next one. We got your Atlanta Braves against the Milwaukee Brewers. This is an eight and a half total. And uh, you've kind of mentioned the name Sean Newcomb a couple times throughout this podcast, Will. So now I'm going to open the floor to you uh you're the Braves guy you know about them a lot and I know Sean Newcomb's a really young talented guy so uh talk about Newcomb yeah uh, I think if you know he's I think Sean Newcomb is just a little bit too cheap uh for this slate and I look I mean uh we've seen what the Brewers can do but Sean Newcomb has has really been a, a pretty good safe pitcher this year and so I think you know, on this slate, I, I feel like he gives you a good combination of safety and upside for this matchup. Uh, and at 7700 on on FanDuel, I think that's just a phenomenal price for him. Uh, 8700 on DraftKings, I think that's still pretty fair. And so I think he's a guy that, you know, especially for tournaments, I think you can look at. Um, because like I said, I just think tomorrow – I really think if you can get 40 points out of your pitcher on FanDuel, I think that's that's doing exceptionally well. Um, and I think he's just another guy in that group uh, that can get the job done. And I think he has some upside if the bad Brewers show up and can't hit the ball tomorrow. So just think, I think Sean Newcomb's a, a fine play on, on this slate. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. I think he's a guy we're taking shots on in tournaments, even cash games. I think you could consider him. Sure, I'm a little worried about the 4.42 implied total for the Brewers. Obviously, the ballpark is uh, you know better for hitters too, and they are favorites right now. But I, I mean, this play is just ugly. I, I'm definitely going to take shots on him in tournaments. I like him a lot. I think his upside is you know really good here in this matchup. And this Brewers team has kind of been pretty watered down now. And if you look at this lineup that they could be projecting tomorrow, I mean. Take a look at it, Will. Lorenzo Kane, Christian Yelich, Jesus Aguilar, Ryan Braun. That's all perfectly fine, right? Typical Brewers lineup. Then we roll into Perez, VR, Saladino, and Pina. Like, that's just a really uh, bad bottom of the order. So, and I'm sure Perez is a guy that uh, has a little bit of pop in him, but just not the greatest lineup. I think taking shots on Newcomb in tournaments makes some sense, and uh, I, I definitely think I'll be doing that as well. Uh, let's talk about Junior Guerrera a little bit here against the Braves. Uh, you're Again, you're the Braves guy. I feel like you like stacking up their offense. I'm not really interested in doing that today, but uh, are you looking at this Braves offense and getting some exposure? Well, I mean, you know, listen, Junior Guerra, he's the typical, prototypical righty pitcher uh, that's, you know, pretty good against righties and pretty bad against lefties. Uh, and, and that's pretty much what we're, we're getting here with Junior Guerra. Um, you know, he, he's been struggling with lefties most of his career. When you look at this Braves offense, NCRT, Alvis, Freeman, Marquecas, you know, Camargo, uh, you know, that that's kind of where you, where you want to go. And then, uh, you know, listen, we all know about Milwaukee's bullpen, but uh, you can just always fire up some of these elite lefties and, and 
and see where it gets you, especially in tournaments where the Braves have typically been priced really high and have people have been avoiding them. Um, and they're a team that plays pretty well on the road. So uh, I'm not going to – I don't think I'm going to have any Braves tomorrow, uh, but I wouldn't fault you for playing them. I mean, these lefties are in an elite spot against Junior Garrett for sure. Yeah, I'm in the same camp as you. Uh, I get it. If you want to do it, go for it. Just not for me tomorrow. Uh, but totally understand. It could definitely go uh, under-owned, and it is a ballpark upgrade for sure. Better for the lefty power in that Milwaukee stadium. Uh, let's move on to the next one. We got the Baltimore Orioles. We got the Minnesota Twins. This is a nine total here, and we have Alex Cobb against Jake Odorizzi. And, uh, you know, again, this is just a team of offenses I really don't like, but it's also against uh, two pitchers I really don't like either. So, um, Will, what are we doing here? Are we playing the pitchers? Are we playing the hitters? What's your take on this one? Uh, I think this is a game, man. Uh, this is one of my favorite spots on the day. Uh, I've been attacking Alex Cobb all year. And you can also attack Baltimore with righties. Uh, I I just think on this particular slate, I think the Twins are in an elite spot here. And I think they're going to go very under-owned. Uh, you know, if I had to have a, an alternate stack of the day call, it would definitely be these Twins. I mean, it's going to be 87 degrees, the wind's blowing out, and Alex Cobb is just terrible. So, I mean, I'm looking at guys, Rosario, Escobar, Morrison, Polanco, Jake Cave, Max Kepler, up and down this lineup, I think you're going to be able to get some really, really good production. I'd even plug in Mr. Joe Maurer tomorrow. Uh, the Twins are one of my favorite teams on the day, uh, and I think they're in line for a big day here. So, you know, I, I'm just telling you right now, I think you can load up the Twins and the Boston Red Sox tomorrow and have a phenomenal tournament lineup, and that's the way I'm going to be going. Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely makes some sense. Uh, the Twins are obviously a team. They they can – when they go off, they go off, right? They seem like one of those offenses is when they have the big games, it just all kind of clicks at once. Uh, very, uh, you know, high upside team. Alex Cobb has not been good this year. If you really look at the numbers here, uh, ISO against righties, 235. Against lefties, 223. Woba, 378 against righties. And then against lefties, 389. Definitely a spot where you can obviously, you know, target Cobb. I think it's a good, good idea too, uh, for sure. Again, it's just the Twins, uh, they're not always – the sexiest team in the roster right like you know uh eduardo escobar in the four hole is not the sexiest play on the board uh you know so um and brian dozier he has not been uh, the brian dozier that we've uh, you know been known to love and then joe mauer at the top no one ever gets too excited to play joe mauer so um I, it's gonna be interesting we might get some more ownership on them i really don't know if we will or not uh, kind of curious how that shakes up but i think there's a lot of good plays in this line we talked about those bottom the older guys i think there's some pop in there that you can get some lower ownership logan morrison is another interesting one this is the up and down the twins obviously uh can be a really interesting stack to look at uh, what about odorizzi he's a fly ball guy uh getting him in this ballpark against this orioles team i don't know i think i'm just kind of staying away and not really going crazy with orioles uh vegas kind of is giving him a little respect giving him a 3.93 total here so uh, what are you kind of doing with odorizzi yeah, I think Odorizzi's got to be in consideration. Look, he's got some K upside. Uh, I, I, I'm not in love with, with his peripherals per se, but we've just seen this over and over again. Baltimore has just been getting destroyed uh, by right-handed pitching. Now, look, Mr. Trumbo has been, been playing a lot better. He's been kind of smacking the ball around a little bit of Mr. Manny Machado. But outside of those two guys, as far as recent production, if, if Odorizzi can get, get around those two, he could be in for a big day. Uh, so I, I, I wouldn't fault you for running Odorizzi on, on either side. I, th- I just think he's fairly priced uh, on both sides. Uh, I guess especially on you know, DraftKings at 7300 and FanDuel at 7 k he's just fairly priced. So 
I think he's definitely someone you can invest in uh, on this slate tomorrow where, like, I, I just feel like all pitchers are going to be roughly in the same range. So, um, you know, if, if I'm loading up on bats, I just need a pitcher that's, you know, essentially not going to get blown up. And that's what I think can happen here for Odorizzi. Well, one thing I will mention about Odorizzi that I think is interesting, and he talked about kind of right-handed pitchers against the Orioles have had some success. And if you look at Odorizzi, sure, the Woba 328 isn't really that appealing, but look at the ISO at 156. That's obviously something that's nice because we know Odorizzi is a fly ball guy and uh, the power he's been keeping down against righties. But the big difference is if you look at lefties, the K percentage is at 21.8%. Against righties, it's 26.4%. That's a 5% difference. Uh, and, if, you know, you know how this, uh, you know, uh, Baltimore Orioles team can get. They get pretty ready heavy. So I think this is a spot where we can really have a little bit of interest in Odorizzi, kind of like what you talked about here. Uh, it's just interesting spot. I, I think things are kind of aligning for a decent spot for Odorizzi. Uh, the more and more that I've kind of, you know, thought about it as you were talking to, you kind of convinced me on it a little bit, Well, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, just, I just think he's he's got upside on this slate against this right-handed heavy team, and, and that, that's really what I would lean on in this matchup. Yeah, uh, I guess let's move on to the next one. That's enough of uh, Jake Odorizzi talk for one podcast. Uh, but it sounds like you're a big fan of the Twins here today. But let's move on to another team that you just talked about that you think you're going to be stacking up. Well, it's the Boston Red Sox. It's the Kansas City Royals. We have a nine-and-a-half total here with Rick Porcell against Jacob Junis. And, uh, again, you talked about the Red Sox and how you think you're going to stack them up tomorrow. So floor is yours. Uh, Boston Red Sox, talk about them well. Yeah, I mean, look, it's no secret here. The Red Sox have just been elite, elite-level hitting. Uh, against right-handed pitching this year. I mean, elite level up and down this lineup. Mookie Best, 317 ISO. Benintendi, 213 ISO. Uh, J.D. Martinez, 346 ISO. More than 256 ISO. Xander Bogarts, 263 ISO. Uh, Rafael Devers, 215 ISO. Then I go to the strikeout numbers, 12, 15, 20, 19, 16. And then you've got Devers sitting there at 25. Uh, This team has just been outstanding against right-handed pitching. If you've been watching this series, they've scored, I think, 10 runs every day, I think. And I don't think that slows down tomorrow. You know, I was talking about consistency earlier, the difference between this team and the Washington Nationals. That's the difference. This team, you can account on them daily, five to six runs. Very rarely do the Red Sox let you down. And so that's why you're paying these prices for them, and that's why their prices stay elevated. Every single day, they're scoring runs. Uh, the Red Sox can score three runs, and Mookie Betts can have 20 points. That's how phenomenal of, the, of a spot this is for this, this team. It's hot in Kansas City. Looks like the wind's going to be blowing out. Uh, I'm not going to overthink this tomorrow. I'll let people gravitate to Washington. I'll be stacking the Red Sox and, and, and the Twins. Yeah, I mean, unlike the Nationals, the Red Sox, they got that will to win. They, they keep putting up those runs every single day. Uh, they are a team that's just been absolutely phenomenal. Love watching what they've been doing. Uh, and it's, again, it's a slate where we don't like the pitching well, right? We do not like this pitching at all. So we have the money to spend on these bats, and I think we should prioritize them for sure. We saw the bats today. I believe Will Myers, he hit three home runs today. You know, Mark Reynolds, he dropped, I think, 80 on uh, on Fanduel. I think he had 10 RBIs. Uh, yes. He went absolutely insane. Like this is just it's a time of the bats right now, and uh, I think paying up for the Red Sox. Obviously, one through nine your cash games tournaments. It's obviously something to do. There's a 5.88 uh, run total for the Red Sox. Uh, sure, the Red Sox are always above 
five, but that, that feels pretty high for the Red Sox. That might even creep above six going up against Jacob Junis and that really bad uh, Cincinnati or not Cincinnati, Kansas City uh, bullpen. So yeah, overall uh, Red Sox, you guys know to play them, but they are definitely a stack that you want to be looking at and getting a ton of exposure to. Let's talk about Porcello because he is one of the better pitchers on this slate, but I'm not really a Rick Porcello guy. I don't like rostering him that much, but this is a Kansas City Royals team. Sure, they don't strike out as much uh, as you'd hope for, but they don't have a lot of uh, power in that lineup. It's just really not a good lineup overall, and it seems like a spot where Rick Porcello could just pitch really efficiently, really well, and on this slate, that could be enough. Yeah, I mean, look, I definitely think Rick Porcello uh, can get the job done tomorrow. The problem is I'm more of a believer in the offense than him, and with him being 9500 on FanDuel, uh, I think I'd rather just spend an extra $100 and, and play Keiko. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a much more pitcher-friendly environment. Uh, and then, you know, if we go over to DraftKings, he's 10-2. I'm definitely not paying that. Uh, in fact, you know, just the way this lineup is going to build out tomorrow, I'm more than likely going to end up with guys in the, someone from the 7K range on FanDuel for pitcher. And, and almost the same thing on on, uh, on DraftKings there, you know, with guys like, you know, your older Reezy, your Michael Fulmer, who I talked about at 7K, I just think that's a phenomenal play. I think that's kind of how it would end up tomorrow, even on DraftKings. So uh, Rick Porcello is just too expensive for this slate for the production he's going to give out. So I'm, I'm, he's going to be a stay away. I'm going to be avoiding him in all formats. Yeah, that's a fair point. I totally get it. I don't really want to be pe- spending up, you know, 10.2K on DraftKings. That's definitely a uh, definitely a price that I don't love paying. And again, I'm just trying to get the bats in there. Uh, but if it makes you feel, you know, uh, safe, helps you fall asleep at night, feel safe and fuzzy, I totally get it. Uh, I don't hate the play, but um, I don't know. I just would rather Keiko, I think, for a little bit cheaper instead. That's kind of the route I'm mainly looking. So I don't think I'm going to be paying for a Priscilla. Uh Any interest in Royals bats, Will? Uh, zero. Royals bats. I don't care what they did today against David Price. Uh, I'm, I'm just not going to invest in this team. Not invest in them at all. Yeah, I guess the one one off I could say is Mike Mustakis because it's against the righty. But uh, I'll let the Royals. I'll let the Royals players pay the rake today tomorrow. How's that sound? Yep, sounds good to me. All right, let's move on to the last game. And, uh, you know, this is another game that uh, could be pretty interesting. We got Luis Castillo against John Lester. And uh, John Lester, I don't know if you know this, he got the, uh, I believe he got the AL Pitcher of the Month, or NL Pitcher of the Month, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, NL Pitcher of the Month. So he obviously had a good, uh, you know, good month last month. But I, I just don't think this is a spot that I like Lester. Uh, I'm not a fan of Lester. I know I think some regression is going to be coming. Will it come against the Reds tomorrow? I don't know for sure. But um, I don't know. Lester, again, he's one of those guys that he's kind of a name. Maybe he gained some ownership on this slate. And uh, do you have any interest? Because, again, the pitching's kind of ugly. And when you see these names like Lester, you're kind of like, well, I know this guy, so why not give him a shot against a strikeout-heavy team like the Reds? Yeah, um, you know, it, I, I just think it's the wrong slate to invest in Lester. Uh, I, I always consider uh, left-handed pitching against the Cincinnati Reds because that's typically where they've struggled a little bit uh, against lefties. Uh, but I, I just think for tomorrow, now look, you know, the wind's blowing in in Wrigley, so it should be a pretty good pitching environment for him. Doesn't look like it's going to be as hot as it is most places right now. They've got it at 79 degrees. That's a lot cooler than, than it has been in Wrigley, you know, like the last week or so. So I just, if you decided you wanted to play Lester, I'm not going to try to convince you off of him other than to say that I think there are pitchers in the 7K range on FanDuel and even on DraftKings that, that I think just have equal or more upside. So 
I don't think he'll burn you tomorrow, but he's not a guy I'm, I'm going to be investing in. Ironically, despite the fact that, you know, this game was kind of a shootout uh, earlier today, I think this is going to be a stay away. I'm just so invested in the Red Sox and the Twins tomorrow. Uh, I think this is going to be a kind of a stay away game for me on both sides. Yeah, I don't hate it. There's like pitchers that are decent names and decent pitchers, uh, you know, maybe just spots we don't want to attack and there's already games that we've already kind of liked and maybe it's not a bad idea to have that approach. I'm also a Luis Castillo fan. He's a guy that I'm buying in the long term. And sure, I like the Cubs. I think they're fine options, but uh, I don't know. I like Luis Castillo enough where I think this is a fine spot where I can just kind of stay away from the Cubs and stay away from Castillo. Hope this game goes a little squaring. Maybe the wind will be blowing in too to help that out as well. Uh, we don't have that obviously weather update, but that obviously to be important as well, right, Will? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like the wind's going to be blowing in uh, right to left. So uh, I think the wind should be in, in the favor of the pitching tomorrow based on what I'm looking at here. Perfect. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on this. I just don't love this game too much. And maybe I'm, I'm staying away too and already like some other bats. Uh, so let's talk about that. Uh, obviously, the, the slate's over, but uh, we got to talk about the stacks of the day, Will. So uh, it sounded like you had a couple offenses you like. So let me know what offenses you're looking to stack up tomorrow. Yeah, my two offenses tomorrow, I just think this is the perfect combination for both of these teams. I think you can make it work. Uh, it's definitely going to be the Boston Red Sox and the Minnesota Twins for me. Uh, you know, just looking at both of these teams, I think you can combine them perfectly so you know I haven't really really shelled out a build yet but you know I think you, you start with Mookie Best at 5k uh, you plug in JD Martinez of course you know you go to third base you probably want to plug in uh, Eduardo Nunez so if, you know you get him in at 3100 um, you know your, your next outfielder would probably be uh, uh, Eddie Rosario and so I just think this 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 combination just really gives you a good way to to build out those lineups. And and that's kind of the direction I'm going to go. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to build it. But the Twins and the Red Sox, man, just two, two of my favorite plays tomorrow. Yeah, I think those are two good offenses that you obviously talked about and uh, should definitely have some success. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about the one that I like right now. I think it's the Houston Astros. I just, I've, I've been in the business of targeting Giolito. It's been a good time. I'm going to keep going back to the well on it. They're definitely a team that I am going to look at here. And then one more obviously mention is, uh, man, I, I like these Indians a little bit. I really think this could be a, a good spot for them. We like them when they're at home. That obviously checks the box there. Talk about Edwin Carnacion before. I think this could be a good spot for them. And, man, just – you talk about all these big bats that we've discussed, right? Like everyone always gets enamored when they look at like judge against the lefty, they see Stanton, then they see Janie Martinez, Mookie Betts in amazing spots. They get excited. What happens? Francisco Lindor. This goes over to Lux. Jose Ramirez. We get he's a good player, but we just don't like the roster. Look. I think the Indians can be a really nice contrarian stack there. So uh, I'll probably land on some chalky Astros and then maybe look to do some pivots due to that uh, Indian stack against, uh, you know, Brett Anderson, who I think could have some uh, struggles tomorrow. But uh, that about wraps up the slate. Will, do you have any final thoughts before we get on out of here? No, I'm good to go, man. I, th- I think this, this is going to be a good slate, guys. Pitching is, you know, kind of all over the place in my opinion, but should still be a fun slate, so let's have some fun out there. Yeah, pitching is a tough one tomorrow. Uh, feels more of a tournament slate for me, so uh, I might be getting crazy in the terms with you guys. Uh, you know I'm receiving the cash gains, but I think you'll, guys will see me there, and hopefully I'll see you at the top of the lineups. Hopefully Will will see you at the top of the lineups as well. Uh, but we're going to get on out of here. Thanks a lot for listening, guys, and uh, we'll be back, I believe, next weekend. I don't think the All-Star break is here yet, but uh, we're getting around the corner with that soon. So, uh, yeah, just want to say we are going to get on out of here. So peace out, guys, and good luck in your contests. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. 
We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. 